sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. Huh? If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. Nah. We're sorry. You have reached a number that has been disconnected or is no longer in service. If you feel you have reached this recording in error, please check the number and try your call again. We all have heard that sound, felt that way when you've had somebody number, either they've blocked you or they changed their number. And of course, when you take it personal because you think it's because of you or somebody gave you a wrong number or you check somebody and they don't respond and shoot, they, they didn't even change their settings to let, you know, they, uh, you, you can tell they read it. Whether it's a DM or a text message, you can see that they saw it and they didn't respond or they started to respond. You can see the bubbles come up and they changed their mind. Like so, they just start answering the phone and you keep getting a voicemail. Um, stop getting those invitations to come out. Well, somebody tells you that, you know, we good. Holler at me. And they offer their number. And you call them. They don't respond. Or you invite them places and they say they're coming. They don't ever show up. That's today's topic, man. Being a, too available. Now it's probably time to be unavailable. I'm AJ, the Agitated One. This is season two of the Agitators Asylum. This is episode four. It has been too long since the last time I dropped the episode. So I'm coming back today. To speak on this. Now, of course, we all remember that tone from especially uh, phones. Uh, we actually had to use a landline from back in the day. And even now, if you got the wrong number, you you would get that you would get that sound. And I hear that sound quite often because of what I do, because um, of the job that I do when I try to call people back or a number that called into my job, but I can't call the number back. You get that sound a lot. But you know, sometimes, most time, I think my experience from that is, you know, you ain't called somebody in a while and they changed their number, but they didn't let everybody know. And it's nothing personal. It's just they're not going to call the world to tell them they changed their number. They're going to reach out to the, the people that they mess with the most or the people they can think of at the time. Um, I get high and I receive several text messages from people that I'm close to that when they change their number, they let me know. So I won't get that message or that tone. I know throughout my life, like I said, I've been mostly available. I'm that person. I don't know if you want to call me. <laughs> I'm thirsty. I'm looking for something to do. I'm glad somebody calling me. Whatever. I'm, I'm that dude. You know, most of the time you text me, I get it uh, fairly quickly. Not every time because I sometimes my phone don't vibrate. Sometimes I'm at work. I can't respond. Uh, sometimes it, it you text, you think you text me, and it didn't come through, and I can, you know, I'd be like, hey, I don't have no missed calls. I don't have no missed message from you. Um, and I've heard that several times. Hey, I sent you a message on such and such. Um, I ain't getting no response. I'm like, I didn't get a message from you, and I didn't delete one. Now, of course, I can't prove it because I can say I didn't get one, but I could have got it and deleted it. But it's been a few people that said they sent me messages, and I was like, yo, I would not have ignored you if you had sent me a message. I know I wouldn't have. But I, you know that you deal with certain people and you know when you with that person they're always on their phone so when you send them a message they don't respond and you're like oh well, i know you're on your phone 
Because you're always on your phone. You don't hardly do nothing else. Every five, ten minutes, you're on your phone. And then some of them will let you know that they read your message. They just don't respond. Or they take their time. And I'm like, why are you taking your time responding? I'm not asking you for nothing. We're just talking. Now, sometimes you asking people for something. But I know I'm not normally, like, I don't ask people for money. I don't, you know, most time if I hit you up, I'm probably trying to go out and get a drink, talking about some new music, new TV show, uh, checking up, you know, checking in. I understand certain people not going to respond just like that. And I know some people be going through stuff, and when you send them a message, they get so many messages that yours get lost in the, the shuffle, yours get lost in the plethora of messages that they do have because you it's certain people if you do look at their phone they really don't check their messages their voicemail always full and if you if you ever get a chance to glance at their phone if you see that text message they have a high number of messages that they haven't even answered so some people are just like that they're not ignoring you that's just the way they are some of them get so many messages that just that's how that's how they do some people um they just they see them they just don't feel like answering them some people don't like talking on the phone. I get that. And that's where I feel bad sometimes. I'm like, well, I made myself too available to certain people because I'm not getting that same love in return. And let me tell you, seriously, I have almost messed up great relationships with people, friends, family, because I was making myself so available for people that I dealt with on a regular basis, but not everyday life. But when certain people would call, certain people would text, I'm on it. And then, and I did this one time in, in, a, in a horrible, horrible situation. Instead of me just ignoring the messages I was getting because of what was going on, I chose to answer because I never ignore this certain person. And I gave this person too much access to my life. Trying to be, I don't know, just like I said, making myself too available. Could have been for the wrong reason, could have been for the right reason. And I realized it and I, I and this was years ago and I took a different approach to that friendship and now that friendship exists but is, is nowhere near what it was back then because i took that step back because i realized you know you you wrong because this person over here needs you right now and you're available for that person but you're giving this person too much access to what you got going on they, they shouldn't be nowhere near the situation that you're in right now shouldn't be nowhere near that because there are boundaries set up I have friends that I'm close to that I love to death. I have family members I'm close to that I love to death. But I do not have the right to be in every part of their life just because we're close. I should not know everything about everybody in my life. I should not know everything about my mom. I should not know everything about my dad. I should not know everything about my wife. Should You feel like you should. But it's going to be certain things that I don't know. I'm not going to know what you're thinking. Because there's no way for me to know that unless you tell me. I don't need to know. That my dad 
uh, I don't know, smoked weed with his friends when he was 16. I'm pretty sure he probably did, but that's not a that's not necessarily somebody you know. I don't need to hear every aspect of the stuff he did in his life. I don't need to hear everything my mom did in her life. I need to know the important stuff. The stuff that matters. Now, of course, I want to know some funny stories. I want to know some good things. My wife has done stuff in her lifetime. Like, I don't need to know everything. There's certain stuff I need to know. There's certain stuff I want to know. There's certain stuff I shouldn't have access to. My wife was in, you know, my wife, I'm sorry, is an AKA. I did not understand when she joined that there's certain things about her pledging that I shouldn't have access to. And I used to get upset because I didn't understand, like, I'm your man. I should know everything you're doing. But, no, that's not true. I'm pledging. I'm not supposed to share this with people outside of what I'm doing. That would have been too much access. If she had told me, I wouldn't have told nobody. But to keep me from making that mistake and sharing information, you know, I didn't understand because I had never, I never been in anything like that. I know Masons. My father used to be one. I know Masons. And, oh, my father is one, you know, forgive me. Um, but there's certain things that people have told me about it that they weren't supposed to tell me. But I'm not going to tell anybody because I understand a little bit better since my wife's AKA. I understand that certain things you pledge to are certain things that you join. It's supposed to be a kind of secret society. You're supposed to keep it within the group that you're in. And I get that. It's like government information, certain information is privileged. It's not for the public. It's for people with special access. Well, your life or your, your, your world should be treated the same way. Everybody cannot have access to your world. And everybody should not be able to um, access you or reach you. Anytime they want to. Now, it's good to be available. And I'm one of those people. Now, I don't get phone calls every day. I don't get invitations to hang out every day. I don't get checked on every day. Um, my phone does not ring and go off as much as I would like it to. But sometimes I'm like, you know, that's a blessing. Because people do call. People do check on me. People do come by. But sometimes I, I used to, I think I have wanted to be a little bit more popular than I am. And I'm like, no, you don't really want that. Because that, that's a huge responsibility. And that's a... Um, and some people like that. I, and I'm not one of those people. I am uh, extrovert. But it's like half and half. I'm, I'm half extrovert. I'm half introverted. I heard Lloyd Banks say to Joe Button on the, on the podcast recently that... Joe Budden is the most extroverted introvert he, he's ever seen in his life. He's extroverted in public. And I, I, I realize that I'm the same way. When I go to restaurants, I want people to be in a restaurant. I kind of want it to be popping. But me and my wife, I don't want to sit in the middle. I want to sit somewhere where I can see the room. I want to have access. I want to have a vantage point where I can see the door. I can see everybody coming in. I don't want to be right by the bathroom because that's disrespectful, but it happens. I want to be somewhere where I can see the room. I can see people enjoying themselves. I can make sure we good. But I feel, but I still feel like we secluded from everybody. Even though we ain't going to be talking to everybody anyway. But sometimes you just don't want to be where everybody is. Especially when I got my kids. Because people like to talk to their kids. Your kids like to look at people. They like, And then people like to touch your kids sometimes. Like, yo, don't touch my child. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't like people having access to my kids like that. Sometimes I even regret putting them on Facebook, put them on Instagram. Too much access. They kids. I I did that. Me and my wife did that. You know. So now it's out there. I can I can stop it. But I've done it now. I'm trying to be like everybody else. And I enjoy posting pictures and videos of my children. You know, somebody just sometimes you regret it at times. But I regret giving certain people access to my life or giving so much access because sometimes you don't get that same love in return. Now, so like I said, sometimes you get to know people, you know how they are. They'll get back to you when they can. But I have to realize that when they call back, when they text back, uh, when they decide to show up, I don't have to be available for them if they treated me that way. When you asked me for money, I was right there when you asked me. When you asked me to show up here, I showed up. Don't be mad when I tell you I can't come. Don't be mad that I answered every time you called and I don't answer that one time. When I call you, I got to wait for you to call me back. When you told me that you were going to be available, especially when people tell you they're going to be available. And then you hit them up and they like, and they don't answer. You're like, okay, I'm here. Like, what's going on? Okay, I'm going to find something else to do. Uh, some people be in situation, because some people are distant. They stay in different states. They stay in different cities. So you don't see them like that. So it's easy to talk to them on the phone because you can't see what they're going through. You don't see that they're no longer with their wife. Or their husband. Or that house is toe up from the flow up. And you coming in town, it's different. Because now you have you ha have the potential to have access to them. And they're not ready for that. Because I've been places out of town. And luckily, I knew more people than just that one person. I had several family members and friends in the area. So that, that person, wasn't who, they weren't who I was staying with. They're just somebody that I wanted to visit. And they didn't make themselves available to me. And I didn't understand why. And they gave me some BS excuse, but at the time I didn't realize what they were going through. Now I have a, a better idea. I still don't know what was going on that day, but it don't matter. I've seen them, been around them, talked to them. It's cool. Everybody's different. I understand it. But sometimes that it still shows you that you cannot be available for everybody at all times. First of all, the way you out. Over the last year, two of the ministers that I follow on online, one of them is in Virginia and one of them is in Rocky Mountain. And both of them have taken sabbaticals. One for a month. And the one in Virginia actually is on sabbatical right now for two months because when he was thinking about taking a sabbatical before COVID hit, COVID hit. And he's had to go through this whole two, two and a half, how long it's been amount of years. And people have died. He has been there for people that, you know, his congregation for other people in the country, you know, maybe their family members died, but he's lost a lot of people as well. He never got a chance to grieve. Because he got to keep being there for people. Same thing with the one in Rocky Mountain. He never got a chance to probably grieve the loss of his child. Never got the, uh, a real chance because you're, you're a pastor. You're always on the move. And then you got a job or you got other stuff you're doing outside of the church. 
and you never get a chance to grieve us because people think that they should have access to their pastor, their minister, their bishop, whatever, at all times. And that can wear you out. And I realized, like, AJ, that ain't what you want. So the little, you know, so, I, you know, for, for the most part my life, when people do call, people do text, I'm glad I am available because my life is not that busy. My life is not that, that uh, it's not always on the go like that. And sometimes when people do hit me up, sometimes I'm, you know, my introverted side kicks in. I don't really want to do nothing. But my extroverted side be fighting with it. Like, man, you know, boys want to go out. Let's go. And most of the time, I'm, you know, if my wife said I can go, I'm gone. But still, as long as I pick up the phone for my mom, my dad, my brother, my wife, you know, and, and anything had to do with my my children, that's what I need to be concerned about the most. I'm not dissing anyone right now. I'm just saying that I know that I've given access to too many people sometimes or too much access or made myself too available to people that didn't appreciate it. And maybe people that have made themselves available to me, I didn't appreciate it at the time. So maybe it's karma or maybe it's just people being selfish. I know what that feels like, too. Um, but we got to set boundaries. You got to stick to those boundaries and you got to be fair. Cause I know that it's been times in my life that I have not been fair with my boundaries. I was like, okay, I don't want this person to do this. But when this person over here asked, I'd be like, okay. Now for the most part, the older I get, I'm more fair with it. Because I'm not as afraid and then I want to be fair. And then I would tell the person, hey, the same, somebody else just asked me that same question. And I told them, no, man, I, I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, I want to, but I, I can't give you access to this right now. No, I'm not available. No, you can't do this. No, you can't come over. Because I just told this person over here they can't come. I said, people are going to be looking at me funny saying, yo, he's not fair. He's being, he's acting funny. People are probably going to say it anyway, but at least I'm fair. And I've had this conversation with people now, and, I, and I've proven my point because I've denied access in several different ways or a few different ways to people that I don't really care if I give you access or not. And then the people that I do care about giving access to or being available for, I've done them the same way. I've, and I told them, and I didn't necessarily have to explain, I just, hey, I'm, I'm being fair. Because if I do it to this person, I need to, you know, need to be fair across the board. It's not always like that. You know, when you like people more than you like certain people, of course, you're going to be there more for the people that you like, more than you, more than likely more than you there for the people that you don't like. Now, when it comes to your job, when it comes to maybe if you volunteering at a church or, or, you know, certain places, you can't do that. You have to be fair. You have to do what you want to do regardless of how you feel about people. You got to be professional. You got to be um, fair because of the responsibility that you've taken that you've taken on volunteering at this shelter or um agreeing to help someone that you agree to help someone out your feelings toward other people that may be involved is it doesn't have anything to do with what you promised to do for that person or what you told that person you're gonna do you gotta do what you promised to do and leave your feelings out of it that's hard as hard as that is it's very hard not to get um, not to get mad or not to be uncomfortable when you normally wouldn't be around certain people or you normally wouldn't participate in 
certain things when certain people are involved. But you made a promise. You made a commitment. And um, the person you're doing it for is it, more important to do that for them than it is to mess up and, you know, re react based off how you feel. Because sometimes making yourself available means you're going to be in uncomfortable situations. Situations that you don't want to be in. You got to choose how you're going to react. Because if you made yourself available, when you probably shouldn't have, sometimes you got to get what come with it. And sometimes you've um, asked to be in certain situations, then you realize, you know what, I pushed too hard to to be here or to be with these people, and now I regret it. And sometimes you got to learn a lesson. It's cool. You know, hopefully you learn from it and grow. And, I, and I've heard them stories several times as well. You know, people wanting to do stuff, but they go out of town with the wrong person and that person all over the place. And you stuck because you rolled with them. Oof. That's, now, that's, that's real bad. Or, you know, you go to a party with somebody and they ain't ready to leave and you let them drive. Or you on their car, even though you might be driving you on their car now of course you're gonna have to come to an agreement like hey man i'm driving you drunk hey we're gonna have to make a hey it's time to go but sometimes when you ride with people or you um at the mercy of somebody else man it ain't easy it ain't easy but you gotta deal with it because you made yourself available because you thought it was gonna be a fun situation or you push hard to be somewhere or be around certain people and then, you, like I said, you get what come with it. So you got to protect your peace, protect your family. And, you know, it ain't always about the physical, man. A lot of times it's about that mental state, man. Sometimes, you know, being available or not being available is the best thing for you, man. Bring you so much peace. You might be thinking, like, man, I'm probably missing out, man. My, my boys or my cousins or whoever, they're having so much fun right now. And, you, and you, you sit there and you try to make the best of it, you know, staying at home, relaxed. Then you think about it, well, I just say gas and I guess I really didn't need to spend that money. And, you know, I don't, you know, went out drinking the last two weekends. Okay, maybe I did need to take a break. And then when you hear the stories of the fun that was supposed to have and they didn't have, it always makes you feel so much better. Like, man, look what I just avoided. Man. And then, you know, that's not always the case. But sometimes it is. Or you find out somebody was there that you didn't want to be around. No, you're like, oh, man, okay. That's good. Okay, okay. So I, I, I dodged the bullet on that. Things happen for a reason. You know, I believe that in, 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 in some cases. But again, too much access. Making yourself available. Maybe it's time to become unavailable. And you can do it without having to give an explanation. Or you can just tell people the truth. I didn't, I really didn't feel like talking. Oh, I just I just didn't. So I, I didn't. <laughs> I just didn't want to, so I didn't. So again, I'm AJ the Agitator 1, and this is the Agitator's Asylum Season 2, Episode 4. Hopefully you'll hear from me again soon. Peace.